Um, it's been a long, cold winter, and so springtime, you always want to throw up the windows and open the sash and get rid of all the dust and shake things out and maybe do some cleaning out. And so here to talk all about that, she's been a guest on the show before, is Julie Ulmer. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Holly. Yes, thanks How are for you? being here. I'm well. How are you? Radio Pro. Let's get on the mic. Hey, yeah, get on the mic there, honey. We want to hear every word because I know um, I can always use help in this topic because I am a, um, I accept this. I am a, uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of a hoarder. I have slight tendencies towards that fact. So we just had a, an issue in the clerk's office, a, a flood. The, um, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the, uh, Water fountain on the second floor, mm-hmm. the pipe going, the intake pipe. Oof. So the feeding pipe. So it, it broke or burst over the weekend mm-hmm. and uh, ran and ran and ran oh, all dear. weekend long. So there was quite the mess and it flooded all the way from the sidewall along the floors oh. and got my office. Oh. So I was forced to clean because we had to move everything out. But, you know, clean. We, we So I've got things in boxes all over. I mean, luckily we, the chairman who was just on, let us close for the first day, the Monday, because there was no way that we could have um, the public in. It was just dangerous. There was ceiling tiles that had to be pulled down and it was quite the mess. But, um, so yeah, so there's still the one section that has a lot of my stuff in it. (laughs) But I have thrown some stuff out. I have thrown some stuff out. I, you know, I found myself like keeping, I like to keep papers. Mm -hmm. So if I've, been involved in it and so I'm on the honor of it committee mm-hmm. and so I've ha- I, I had and they got wet unfortunately but I had in and I served as chairman of that committee for two years and um so especially though like I had my programs from when I was chairman and mm-hmm. and who we honored and I had you know for years I mean just piles of of those programs and right. I'm like so I thought I had to tell myself it's okay I don't have to keep them because the veterans office they have all of them sure. and it's okay <laughs> and you remember the work that you did I do remember right? so yeah so talk to us a little bit about you know well first of all why don't you describe you know what sure. you, you give us a, a refresher of who you are Julie right. okay my name is Julie Ulmer and I uh, founded my business called minding your manor in 2005 so I've been doing this for quite a while what is it that I do I'm a professional organizer so uh, it does not mean that I organize 5k races and or GoFundMes <laughs> it means <laughs> that I um, help people in their homes and offices with their stuff so basically the folks that are overwhelmed with stuff and they need help with decluttering organizing, downsizing, um, maybe preparing for a move or unpacking from a move. And I also specialize in chronic disorganization and hoarding disorder. Wow. Yeah. So um, <laughs> lots, of, lots of years of experience, lots and lots of homes that I've been in and, and lots of lots of people will say like yourself, oh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a hoarder. I'm leaning on the hoarding scale. I must be. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. Yeah, I'm on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a lot of times that is not true. Uh, usually people oh, who, hope. yeah, people who will say that they're a hoarder are almost always not. And people who are hoarding will almost we'll deny never it, right? say yeah. Yeah, that uh. that's what they're suffering from. So, um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a touchy topic. It is one that I am passionate about because the more awareness and education that 
I can bring to people and people can open their minds to, mm-hmm. there's more opportunities for early intervention. So, um, you know, with downsizing, one of the things that why why is downsizing a hot topic nowadays? Yes, because every day in America, 10,000 people turn 65 years old. So that means the baby boomer generation are, um, you know, they are aging and they're moving into their senior years. Um, the problem that we've seen is that hoarding tendencies and behaviors typically uh, will come about a little bit later in life. We can see the signs of them mm-hmm. early, even as early as a five-year-old child. Yeah. But it's really exacerbated as one goes through life and they start dealing with grief and trauma and, and you know, um, unresolved uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as we get older, we have more medical issues. Right. Grief and trauma or the potential for it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why we're seeing more seniors, you know, needing more help. Um, it, it, the whole baby boomer thing is, it's just like, it's exploding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a lot of, of, um, hoarding or keeping things is a lot of it to, it's really not necessarily about the actual object or thing that you're hoarding. It's more of your own personal issues. And what can you, what can be over collected? I'll say what anything, is it just like for me, it is it's papers, but I, I have a thing with bags. Like I love shopping bags. I love shopping bags. You're not the only one. I love shopping (laughs) bags. So I do. I have shopping bags and you know, uh, clothes. Can you hoard? Well, you absolutely can. You know, let me, let me be clear about what the definitions are Mm -hmm. uh, regarding hoarding disorder. And this is uh, straight from the DSM five, which is the diagnostic and statistical manual of uh, mental health professionals, the American Psychiatric Association. And so in 2013, they recognized that hoarding actually is a mental disorder. At first, they thought it was a subset of OCD, Mm -hmm. and that um, has proven to be untrue. It is its own thing, and it actually is different from animal hoarding. uh, Which is also a thing, Which is a thing, and it's a a really, really, it's awful. It's it's awful all the way around. Somebody's affected negatively, no matter how you look at it. Right. Um, The criteria for someone to be considered someone experiencing the hoarding um, uh, hoarding tendencies or hoarding behavior, basically there's three main uh, aspects to that criteria, one of which is the distress, the distress that the person feels in their own home and or mm-hmm. other people feel about the home, the distress about throwing things away and the inability to make decisions about throwing things away. Mm-hmm. So they're stressed out about trying to make decisions. Right. So oftentimes they will not do anything. Um, and of course, there's a lot of acquiring that goes hand in hand with this. And then the third part of it is the inability to maintain uh, and use rooms or areas of rooms for its intended use. Mm-hmm. So um, excess linens and pots and pans can be in a shower stall. Oh. Um, you know, right. uh, you, uh, someone might not be able to sleep in their bed. They're actually sleeping on the sofa or in their recliner. Um, so those are the categories that we kind of look at to mm-hmm. see, you know, what's the level of distress that that person is feeling and or other people. And like you said, de- right. denial is a big thing. Right. They don't have a problem. They don't see the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually is 
different from collecting. So I want you to be aware that yeah. people with their uh, gals with their shoes and their handbags right. Right. and or jewelry and guys with their whatever model a car right right you know, right, right collection tools, tools motorcycle parts right, 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 right. yeah mm-hmm. jay leno is not a hoarder mm-hmm. um, right jay leno has a car collection right people that have collections keep their collections in excellent condition right they love to display them um they care about them and usually it's done in sort of a fashion that shows them off right um whereas with a hoarded home mm-hmm. you could find gold doubloons right. underneath piles of e- empty pretzel bags garbage right or garbage. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. all intermixed now what about the show shows like american pickers and those kind of things is are, would those be considered because some of them were there was a what do they call that? There was a marathon oh, yeah. yesterday. Cool. <laughs> and I happened to be home with my husband who was recuperating. He had minor knee surgery, but, um, so we were watching American Pickers. But, so the, uh, do those seem to be, um, more hordes or just people who collect things or is it, could it be both? Could, well, it, could a collection though also turn into a, a potential problem? Yeah, definitely. You know, if your collection is actually, you know, pushing you out of your own home space yeah. and you are living in a storage unit or vice versa, um, then that's a problem. Right. Um, but there are, and, and of course I can't say I'm a diagnostician. Right. But I can see definitely from some of the American Picker shows. Right. And, and this has also come from, uh, Dr. Randy Frost, who's one of the, uh, world experts, leading experts in hoarding, that, that there are definitely some of those pickers that, uh, not the pickers, the pickies. Right. Sorry, the, the collectors. Yeah, right, are right, right. From some sort of hoarding uh, right. behavior and or tendencies, and we can see that with the difficulty they have with letting anything. Right, go. right, right. You yes. Know, a great big, huge pick, and they'll be like, right. "Okay, maybe that one mug." You know. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, you can take that. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the difficulty. It does seem to be prevalent across the country yep this issue and it is easy to um you know again if you've ever been in my office um a lot of times people say well you can't leave holly because it would take you a month to clean <laughs> out your office and it's true i do i have lots of elephants and then pictures license plates i've okay. i have a great collection of license plates which i do try to display but then they're st- also stacked up do you love them? in places i do love them i love there and signs go. i like them my my signs and stuff like that so i do yeah. i i love that kind of thing but i can see where it could turn a corner and and so is that something too is it um when you're talking about um the downsizing right. how do you like so well, I've, I've heard like there's different catch for like, you know, do you love it? Do you use it? Do you need it or right, right, right. want any? Like, um, how does that work? Do I need that elephant? Right. Do I want that? elephant? Do I want that? elephant? <laughs> well, there's, there's definitely want and need. Yeah. There are definitely two different things. Uh, the, the big thing we see with um, even chronic disorganization, which is different than hoarding behavior, sure. is that uh, there is almost always some sort of comorbidity. And most of the time that comes out in the form of depression and or anxiety mm-hmm. um, and unresolved grief. Someone who hasn't had a chance to, to work through issues that could be chasing them from childhood okay. all the way through. Um, there's almost always some sort of a medical issue. Well, I don't want to say almost always. It, 
50-50 eh, uh-huh. um, medical issues because what happens is, uh, for instance, as someone is getting older, not only are they experiencing traumas from the outside, but they're also experiencing perhaps their own health is fading and or they have to pay much more attention to their health, right. which sometimes is a part-time job. So the sure. stress of dealing with that, let's say working as well, um, it, it really just makes this perfect storm for someone to, um, you know, to, to find a comfort, something that makes them feel cozy, warm, and good. Right. And sometimes um, it's the over-acquiring and the acquiring falls into all sorts of different categories as well. There's different categories of right. someone who hoards. Right. So we have our um, some of our male hoarders, uh, and we try to use the term someone suffering the hoarding experience or mm-hmm. someone who is, uh, you know is suffering from hoarding behavior and tendencies mm-hmm. because a hoarder is not who the person is. It's the it's behavior, the, the symptom, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the side effect. It's the behavior. Right. So uh, some gentlemen, they love tinkering yeah. and a lot of their stuff will be um, everything possible by the side of the road that's free because they're going to fix it. Oh, right. Fix right. things up, uh-huh. tinker things. Yeah. Um, we also have women who do enjoy their clothing and their jewelry, right. handbags, right. shoes, uh, can be a big one. Some of uh, some of that shopping doesn't necessarily mean you have to uh, acquire outside of the home because mm-hmm. now with Amazon and Home Shopping Network, right? True. UBC, very easy. It's very easy to push the button and have stuff coming into you. Um, animal hoarding is different, and uh, I I I hesitate to talk much about it because it, it breaks my heart. Mm. Uh, and I know my limits. I know my limits, but it is different, um, and. I remember being angry, you know, years ago before I ever went into this profession as Mm -hmm. to, you know, why, why, why is someone doing this? This They're claiming they love their animals and it's like, this just can't be the case, which is really an indicator of mental health, you know, right, right, right. Indication of mental health. So you don't really get involved in the animal issues. I can consult about it, Uh uh, but I I can't be on site. Yeah. I've, I've learned you know that's that is my limit um but hopefully there will be more early interventions because right. it's easier to hide material hoarding than mm-hmm. it is to hide animal hoarding right right you know you neighbors smells um, right that kind of thing know, yeah yes. tons of cat litter containers that are sitting by the recycle bin uh-huh not making it into the recycle oh, bin, right but, right right yeah. okay yeah interesting signs mm-hmm. so what is the hardest part about downsizing for your clients downsizing is um this occasion where people have realized they've lived in the same home for many many years Mm -hmm. perhaps they've raised their families there they are um, going to retire or are retired and all of a sudden a four-bedroom house you know is is quite a bit uh two-car garage you know two acres to mow and they want to reduce their footprint so right. that they can have more fun in life instead of taking care of the house and taking care of, right. you know, the property. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't have to be a boomer or a senior to want to downsize. Okay. Um, but it's really, uh, I call it curating an awful lot of okay. picking out the best of the best of what you have. And, and for my clients, sentimental is always the hardest. 
It's it's and it's always last. I feel that. Yeah. It's always the last thing that we do in any project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's much <laughs> easier to get rid of deflated basketballs and you know um, um, moldy bowling shoes and that kind of thing than it is to get rid of the love letters and or um, paper or ephemera, uh, et cetera, photos. So my clients are anywhere you know late forties all the way up to my el- my oldest client. Um, 88, my oldest client, and totally spry, totally with it. Yeah. Uh, embroiderer, sewing, quilting. Um, and she just, it's kind of, it was kind of, it was kind of cute to hear her throw away a quilt pattern and say, I'm never going to make that. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> to recognize <laughs> at 88, listen, that is not the quilt I'm going to be making. So, um, yeah, it's sentimental. That's, that's the hardest part. And usually it's the, uh, all the presents they've gotten over the years from their kids. Mother's Day, Father's right, Day, right, Christmas, right. birthday. And sometimes those presents weren't even appreciated necessarily. Right. But, but. <laughs> so-and-so gave it to me, so I can't get rid right. of it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a hard time getting rid yeah. of things. So, um, but it can be a freeing process as well. You know, it's really cathartic mm-hmm. um, once we realize that we're not erasing the memory of our child just because we let go of some of that kid's 3D inanimate uh, artwork from second grade. <laughs> and they're now 40. <laughs> and they're now- <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. I have a few more years because my yeah. kids are only 17 and 14. Yeah. So I can hold on to the drawer right. of uh, yeah scribbles and sure. crayons for sure. a little bit longer. Yeah. Sure. I just did that myself, actually. <laughs> did you? Um, yeah. I um, I have inherited my father's estate in multiple waves over the years. Um, and what was the impetus? Oh, yeah. I did a, I was doing a, a television program in Albany about clean off your desk day. Oh. And I came back to my office and I went, you know what? You got to walk the walk here, girl. <laughs> Talking the tack. And I realized that um, where a bunch of my business papers are, I had stuck a whole bunch of keepsake oh. in, in ephemera in there. And, and I was like, all right, wait a minute. Now, what I usually tell my clients is, where's the rest of it? Let's right. marry it up. Let's get it all together, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so the rest of it is in um, a blanket chest or a hope chest that's in the living room. So I took all that keepsake out, set it on the floor. And my daughter's birthday was coming up. She's turning 25. Uh huh. So I went through in stages all of these photos in order to try to make a couple of photo albums for yeah, her. Yeah. And I also had all this um, old photos of my dad's Korean, uh, oh, the wow. Korean War time wow. letters home to Spencertown, New York, yeah. from Korea. Um, and it was a bit of a. Process. Yeah. But what really felt good was that I really dropped away from the perfectionist aspect of it. Okay. I, I wanted to do these photo albums chronological order. Mommy and daddy engaged. Mommy and daddy <laughs> oh. married. Um, but, you know, baby <laughs> is born. Right. And I realized like two pages in, I'm like, I'm going to drive myself crazy with this. Right. I, I, and I didn't write on the back of the photo. Right, right, right. Age two and three months. <laughs> age oh, this one's 18. out of order. Yeah. So I just, I let it go. And, and, and I just pulled the best of the best photos and did a little chronological order, but Right. interspersed with 
family photos from my family. Oh, nice. Um, old photos, like yeah. great, great grandparents type photos. And it turned out she loved it. Oh, she yeah. Loved that it. sounds great. She loved that it. it was all jumping around. And I went through all of my keepsakes and I'm getting closer to letting some of them go. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy. And so therefore, I've always said to clients and, and others, it's okay to do it in a first pass. And then you could take a second pass. Right. And then later on, a third pass. So, you know, I know that you lost your father. Right. I lost my father. Right. Um, his address book and contact book is one that I just couldn't quite let go yet. Right. So this time around, I went all the way through it, made sure I pulled anything off that I wanted as far as information. Mm-hmm. And then I put a post-it on it that said, can destroy when you're ready. Yeah. And maybe I'll take you know right. a pass at it six months from now and I'll be able to let it go because that doesn't define him. Right. And those addresses and names. Right. Is it his handwriting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. There's some of that. Mm-hmm. There's some of that involved too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it felt really good to get, you know, to really condense everything to one chest. Right. You know, right. A couple of drawers worth of stuff. Right. Because we're always, well, not we're not always, but it'd be great if we could consider our inheritors. So no matter what our age. Absolutely. That's a very important point. Um, so the, I want to ask, we're looking to, okay, we, uh, we still have a little bit of time. So in speaking about yourself directly, um, so yeah, obviously the sentimentality does come into play and oh, the definitely. emotions about oh, yeah. getting rid of stuff. Um, and what you're saying, I, I'm happen to be following someone online who is being very open and I hope to have him on as a guest maybe in September, but, um, you know, without giving away too much of his story, he mm-hmm. lost his loved one, mm-hmm. um, to suicide. And so, and he's been very open mm-hmm. about talking about his process. Mm-hmm. Um, every day he writes a little story. And so, he, but he's been talking about wow. stuff, yeah. her stuff oh, yeah. and going through her stuff. Oh, and, yeah. you know, do I keep this because it was hers? But then what happens when I'm gone? Who, right. what, you know, is this, does this really have any meaning right. to anybody, even me? Because, a lot of the stuff that she had, I knew nothing about. So right. why am I keeping? I mean, is is that a lot of the yeah. issues that people deal with when they go through stuff? I guess sure. stuff can be hard because stuff can be hard, and it, and it can be it it doesn't actually have to be um you know a piece of clothing or a world's best dad mug. Right, right. It yeah. can be things like my dad's eyeglasses. Mm. I'm not quite there without one yet right Um, right right or um you know obviously for that person who Mm -hmm. suffered that loss Mm. it could be something silly like a box of animal crackers but it just so happened to be that they enjoyed those animal crackers as kids together or you know it was a it was a joke it was so like uh used gift wrap paper Mm. you know it's Mm -hmm. one of the first things that i go in and i go oh boy great we start getting rid of this Uh Uh uh-oh no (laughs) no can do because it's been a running family joke yeah to reuse the same same paper okay yeah and over so it, it there's a bit of flushing out, you know, as to what is it and what is why the is it important, right? And why is it important? Mm-hmm. And if in fact you can't budge on it, how could we, uh, how could we repurpose something? Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot of interesting ways. For instance, Dad's 
best flannel shirts. Yes. Uh, making pillows. Pillows. Yes. Making those into yes. a throw pillow or right. a book cover or, right. um, yes. you know, something along that, those lines. Um, I still am not sure, you know, I, my dad's baby shoes and teething oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you do with that? <laughs> and I, if they aren't lead paint on those teething babies, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're talking, we're talking, you know, 19. Oh, my goodness. Right. We, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, we, we try to find a way to display things and or keep parts of things mm-hmm. that give us the comfort and the security um, because one of, of where we came from, we right? Came from, yeah, Our most, history. Most everybody's concerned about memories. Right, yeah. Memory is their big issue. They're so desperately afraid they're going to forget right. the fun times with their loved one. Yeah. Or forget, um, you know, trips that they've taken or things that they've done. So they're very visually based mm-hmm. and they really enjoy having uh, things around them that will trigger those memories. Right. Which is also sort of why in situations things will get buried because they don't want to see okay or time capsuled yeah as as we sometimes say okay um so you can see the uh, progression of someone's experience let's say after the loss of a loved one right where all of a sudden you know either that room has been encapsulated and you know kept pristine it is as it was when that person passed. And right. Yes. Right. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. No you don't touching, touch it. You don't enter. Don't, yeah. Nope. Nothing changed. Time capsule. Yeah. Or um, where we can see like in a pile where someone is kind of sort of um, things are you can tell going backwards and not not very good. And you can actually I can actually go through the layers almost like an archaeological dig. Oh, wow. And, and find out, you know where the um the the kids were little and here's some uh, baby cards and then their preschool years and elementary and it, right. it gets up to you know teenage years and so you can actually dig down through and you see the 2000s are up on the top oh wow 1990s are kind of down on the bottom wow so it's, it's a combination of chronological like that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well this has been it's a fascinating topic for me and hopefully for you listeners i will remind you that this is wgxc acre catskill hudson 90.7 fm listeners supported radio for open ears i should mention that there is a pancake breakfast uh for wgxc radio for open ears this saturday march 30th at 9 a.m it's sponsored by Camp Hill Village of Copake, Crown Maple Syrup of Dover Plains, and Russell Farms of Rhinebeck. Where is it? It's uh, here at the Hudson Studios. Breakfast served from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Uh, there's a workshop at 11. And let's see. Sliding scale donation is there it includes pancakes water juice or coffee gluten-free options are available and a second helping of pancakes is available for an additional five dollars i'm thinking it's here it does not say that anywhere does it at, oh it is yeah at first presbyterian church someone noticed and they wrote it on there so it is at the first presbyterian church which is the corner of fourth and warren so 
Hopefully you can join us for that. So we've been talking with Julie. We will be back. There's going to be a news break here at the top of the hour. It's 5 o'clock right here. You love this longer, loving the longer day. Oh, my gosh, um, yes. Daylight, daylight. We can goodness. talk. Are we hoarding daylight hours <laughs> or should we, which I know there's talk about changing it. Um, uh, well, and it improves mood. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> the daylight. Oh, absolutely oh, yeah. it does. Definitely. And it's been, it, I guess winter wasn't any longer than it normally is, but it always seems long sure. uh, and cloudy so we will be back shortly to uh, we're going to talk about Marie Kondo and the KonMari is KonMari KonMari yeah. method mm-hmm. whatever that is we're going to talk minimalism which I would never be able to do um, and more about downsizing and hoarding and collecting and you know it's not a bad thing no. to be a collector it's that there I know yeah. there's a stigma especially with the the hoarding and if you've seen that show which does fascinate me mm-hmm. um you know there's kind of stigmas associated with it but it, it speaks more to uh, mental health issues than anything Truly. else so stay tuned we will be back we're counting down this is one of the things you're a radio person <laughs> getting these 20 seconds these last 20 seconds to count down where we we don't want dead air nightmares no 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 no, no. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to. I'm trying to even remember what we called it back in. The, oh no, my memory is oh, going. See, it'll come to her. Uh, well, Here we go. We'll be back. <laughs> Listening to 90.7 FM WGXC Acre. Tune in to Radio for Open Ears on Tuesday, March 26th. Michael Wilde has the fourth part of his New Zealand series. Then at 10 p.m., Dan Seward hosts the Battlefield Earth Show from an undisclosed location in Hudson. WGXC underwriting support is provided by the Science of Aesthetics Laser and Med Spa, offering a wide variety of multifaceted cosmetic services at 810 Union Street in Hudson. Consultations are available. Information at 518-697-5390 and scienceofaesthetics.net. From the WGXC Newsroom, this is the WGXC Hands-On Radio News Update. I'm Philip Grant. The Cairo-Durham School District family is mourning the death of longtime elementary school teacher Kay Sutton. Sutton served the district for 30 years. In a letter to parents and guardians, Superintendent Anthony J. Taibbi and Cairo Durham Elementary School Principal Christopher Stein reported that Sutton had passed away following a battle with chronic illness. Taibbi said, and I quote, Her impact spanned generations and many in the Cairo Durham community have either directly or indirectly benefited from her as a teacher. She was a dedicated educator who made a difference in the lives of so many students. This is a great loss for our school community. End quote. The district is providing support for students and staff. The school library will serve as a counseling center and therapy dogs will be available as needed. 
Taibi wrote, and I quote, Mrs. Sutton will be dearly missed. Our deepest sympathies go out to the Sutton family and those whose lives she touched, end quote. Read Taibi and Stein's full letter at carodurham.org. Carmen Henriquez is reporting for the Columbia paper. The Germantown board, March 12th, has approved a plan for its water waste treatment plan update. At its recent meeting, the board accepted the final engineering report for the plant. The upgrade is expected to cost no more than $2.5 million. Grant funds in the amount of $625,000 will be set aside for the project. J-squared contractor won the bid to manage the upgrade at $1.6 million. Omaha electrical contractor who will do the electrical work for 264000 and Delaware Engineering will oversee the project for 150000 The State Environmental Quality Review and the bond resolution for the project were approved as well. The Germantown Town Board is next scheduled to meet at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, April 9th at Town Hall, 50 Palatine Park Road. Read the full story in the Columbia paper. Amanda Purcell is reporting for Columbia Green Media. An unidentified person was killed March 26 after being struck by an Amtrak train near Station Road in Stockport. According to a statement from Amtrak, and I quote, there were no injuries to the 125 passengers or crew members on board the train, end quote. Amtrak police are cooperating with New York State Police to investigate the incident, end quote. Stockport firefighters closed Station Road to traffic near Southless Road in Columbiaville. The investigation is ongoing. Read the full story at HudsonValley360.com. NBC4 New York is reporting Rockland County officials March 26 declared a countywide state of emergency relating to the ongoing measles outbreak in that county. Beginning at the stroke of midnight March 27th, Anyone under the age of 18 and unvaccinated against the measles will be barred from public places. The policy will remain in effect until the declaration expires in 30 days. The county is in the 26th week of a measles outbreak. As of this week, there are 153 confirmed reported cases of measles in the county. The outbreak is not limited to one community, but is affecting residents of Spring Valley, New Square, and Monsey. County officials previously asked unvaccinated students not to attend school. Read the full story at NBCNewYork.com. The Daily Freeman is reporting the unemployment rate during the month of February throughout the Mid-Hudson Valley and Catskills has decreased since the same period last year, according to data released by the State Department of Labor March 26. Green County reported an unemployment rate in February of 4.7%, down from 6.2% in 2018. During that same time, the jobless rate in Columbia County was 3.7%, down from 4.7%. Unemployment rates in Delaware, Dutchess, Sullivan, and Ulster counties also declined. The statewide jobless rate in February 2019 was 4.4%, down from 5.1% in February 2018. Read the full story. In the Daily Freeman. And that wraps up the WGXC Hands-On Radio News Update. For local weather reports, public meetings, and other community information, use the WGXC website, WGXC.org. From the WGXC Newsroom, I'm Philip Grant. Have a good day and a pleasant tomorrow.
From the WGXC Newsroom, this is the WGXC Hands-On Radio Weather Update. A sunny Tuesday afternoon is in the forecast for the WGXC listening area with a temperature high near 43 degrees. It will be clear tonight with a temperature low of around 19 degrees and a northwest wind at around 6 miles an hour becoming calm after midnight. Your forecast for the next two days. Well, on Wednesday, sunny with a high near 51 degrees. Wednesday night, mostly clear with a low around 27. And on Thursday, sunny with a high near 59 degrees. A chance of showers Thursday night, mainly before 2 a.m. It will be mostly cloudy with a low around 42 degrees. The sun rose this morning at 6.48 a.m. And the sun will set at 7.13 p.m. That will give us 12 hours and 25 minutes of daylight. Two minutes and 54 seconds more than yesterday. So there you have your WGXE hands-on radio weather update. For local news reports, public meetings, and other community information, use the WGXE website, WGXE.org. German measles, Russian flu, Montezuma's revenge. (laughs) And why do we say a foreign word whenever someone sneezes?
So we are here taking care of business on Talk with Tanner here on Wednesday, March 26th. The Ides of March, they're almost over, and that's great. March is the longest month, it seems, because it's that hinterland of, uh, mm-hmm. it's not winter, but it's not warm weather. It can be nice. It's sure. um, Mother Nature on something <laughs> Six, 61 day and she's bipolar <laughs> yeah and then she's 30 so uh yeah so march is almost over but we're not rushing time it's all good the sun's out it's shining and it's still the sun is out and it's uh 5 13 so this is talk with tanner um live uh listener supported radio for open ears wgxc acre catskill hudson 90.7 fm before we get back to julie and talking about minding our manners um i want to announce that the columbia county housing advisory board is hosting a landlord tenants rights forum so this is tomorrow wednesday march 27th 2019. It's going to be held at the Hudson High School Library, 215 Harry Howard Avenue from 6 to 8 p.m. And the program has some really good speakers from the Legal Aid Society, Housing Assistance, uh, the Columbia County Office for the Aging and the Health Department and the Fair Housing Office. And the topics covered will include an overview of fair housing laws, landlord and tenant laws, landlord and tenant rights and responsibilities, legal services and options, eviction process, small claims court, Section 8 housing voucher choice program, and health and safety issues and concerns. So again, this is going to be tomorrow, Wednesday the 27th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Hudson High School Library, um, 215 Harry Howard Avenue. So walk-ins are welcome. So hopefully you can, um, if you are a landlord or a tenant, um, you should check out that program. It sounds like there's a lot of good information there. So mm-hmm. check that out. So welcome back. We are talking about... Um, all sorts of fun stuff that go along with spring, which is spring cleaning. Um, it's been a long, cold winter, and the darkness is now over, and we're moving into the light. And so we're seeing all the dust bunnies that have collected on all of the things that we have about our house. And uh, it's an excellent time to... Um, spring is all about rebirth and re-energizing and, and getting in the swing of things. And it's a it's a good time. Is there... Never, there's probably never not a good time though to, to reorganize. Is there, Julie Ulmer? Um, I would have to say that, um, decluttering in the spring is an excellent idea because when we are going through the cleaning process, it's always easier with less stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, and I'm I'm guilty too, just like everybody. I I don't care what <laughs> brand humidifier or how good the filter the humidifier has. <laughs> It's been a winter where I've had to run the humidifier to keep, you know, sinuses from drying out. And now I have this fine white dust <clears throat> all over everything, oh. all over the house. <laughs> so, um, you know, decluttering just makes it a little bit easier to wipe things off. It makes it easier to vacuum. Uh, do you ever, uh, when you go to vacuum, you have to, first you have to do a sweep through the house. Okay, we can put the shoes here. We've got to pick the dog bed up first. We gotta, you gotta do all this activity before you can actually vacuum. And that means that there's stuff on the floor that's in the way. It shouldn't be in the way. That's awful. It, it's, it's <laughs> defeating. It's a, it just makes the, the process seem so much longer. And I actually wanted to ask you before sure. we, we broke because you mentioned, um, 
when you were doing your own thing with your dad's stuff and your um, mementos and stuff and you had a chest and you know you had stuff in one place and stuff in another place and I, I find this to be true for me too is I have very good intentions at times mm-hmm. of going through stuff but I get distracted sure because I'm like oh look at this oh my gosh I remember that and oh I need to Shiny read this objects. whole big newspaper <laughs> yeah it's like a dragon with a horde um, I, I, oh look at that penny um how how do you combat? Do you have advice to combat the um, or is it okay to usually what happens? So we are, I'll use myself as an example. We did a remodel. We and we an addition uh, kitchen, but we also decided my husband and in his infinite wisdom wisdom wanted to redo the whole the floors and the on the whole oh, wow. first floor, which meant of course oh, everything boy. had to be moved. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the living room is still a bit uh, messy, and we had a secretary desk and. Um, and then we had a wooden file cabinet. So the wooden file cabinet, one of the drawers is out mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then there's a pile of paper here. And then there's a pile <laughs> of paper over there. And then there's, this is all empty, like, um, school books that, you know, sure. the kids wrote on the first few pages. But then yeah, it's just the paper. It's good paper. It's good paper. Do I throw out good paper? So, and then, you know, I get doing something else. And so this has been a couple of weeks that it's there. Do you have advice for that kind of like, you know, half an hour a day or, you know, take well, a day off work or, you know, oh boy, take you know, <laughs> well, to clean. what do you do? How do you combat there's that? There's a couple of things. First of all, um, you've got the visual. Now you have a visual aid to remind yourself because it's in your face. Yeah. That you've got these piles. Hard to vacuum. And, and it's really one of the reasons <laughs> that a lot of people do pile instead of filing. I do pile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also have a few piles uh, to the left of my desk that are oh, act- active stuff. <laughs> There's no room on my desk for them, but they're but they're there and I know Hopefully what's in them. none of my staff are listening because if they are listening right now, they're laughing because I've got piles everywhere <laughs> in my office. <gasps> so, yeah, so piles so, are... Piles are things. Okay. Um, it, it, visually, what I did was I brought everything into an area that it was in my face. So in, in my living room area, I, I didn't really, I don't have kind of a tiny house person, so I really don't have a great big place where I can spread out all sorts of things on a nice big flat surface. Um, instead, I was working off of the living room floor. So some of these photo albums and boxes of photos were kind of stuck underneath the futon, like right in my face, because I couldn't abide by them being there for terribly long. I've got clutter just like everybody else, but do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Oh, good. See, that um, makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. But it looking and leering at me, I was like, uh, okay, I've got to deal with you. Um, deadlines are nice if you can give yourself a little bit of leeway. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest okay. problems is perfectionism, frankly, like uh, scrapbooking. And the photo right, album. You mentioned that, right? So it doesn't have to be perfect it, it, chronological yeah, he, order from people, birth to death. They think okay. they're going to make these elaborate, <laughs> um, you know, Pinterest, yes, right? It can be your best friend good. and your worst enemy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. So um, giving yourself a little grace, but uh, deadlines can be helpful, especially if you kind of build in a little buffer, because one of the mm-hmm. reasons that these projects aren't completed a lot of the time is that we don't know how to estimate what time is needed for it 
and um, there's the distraction. Right. So, you know, I'm thinking, great, her birthday's coming up in a week. I'm going to slam these uh, pictures into these albums. And then I'm tripping across other stuff. Right. And, um, and I'm like, oh, the deadline's getting a little closer and a little closer. Um, but adding some buffer time into that. For instance, if I didn't give them to her, those photo albums, on her birthday, uh-huh. it would have been fine. Yeah. would have been totally fine. Right. Um, uh, setting a timer can be something that helps some people jog and get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they okay. might have distractibility issues. Okay. Um, and it might be overwhelmed. Because that's typically it. Overwhelm is the number one reason that clients reach out to me. That and, um, and not knowing where to start. Where to start. And so can you buddy up with somebody who's doing maybe the same sort of project or um, accountability partnering wise? Uh, I have a client who's uh, her and her best pal from college, um, like whatever, the third Thursday of the month, they meet either via Skype or phone, Mm -hmm. and they have like dreaded chore Thursday. Sometimes they meet (laughs) in person where they've done stuff like the beginning of a renovation project and sludge hammering down walls. Uh Um, But they've also met Skype wise and said, listen, I got to get through writing this blog post or report for work. Can we just kind of buddy up for an hour on Skype and or whatever platform, Zoom, blah, 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 blah. Um, Can we just buddy up so that we're holding each other accountable to the time interesting together. okay um so that's another one that that could actually help uh can you get other people on board um sometimes that will make a project completely <laughs> explode all over the place um or it could be you know helpful like right. hey you know i why don't you um dear child why don't you go through this entire huge stack and pick out blurry pictures can, um, can you get rid of the blurry pictures for right, me? Right. Whatever, you know, five right. eight, five years old and up would probably be able to do right. that. Um, or okay. can we separate out, can we lose the doubles? Because in the 90s. Oh, yeah. You know, when you developed film, you got doubles. Yeah. The doubles were free and there were even right. triples. Um, <laughs> That's right. So can we lose those? Now we don't even print pictures, though, really. <laughs> That's yeah, a big issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all stuck on our cell phones forever. A little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's digital decluttering, too. Yes. Oh, that's a yeah. whole other show topic, it probably. Is a whole other digital one, but... decluttering. So, but what about like control issues, though? Like, wh- what if you have, like, I don't want anyone else to go through stuff? Or, do you Fair run enough. into that? You oh, know? definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, with my clients, there are times where I can be of great assistance, and then other times where, like everything they're looking at and or doing, I can't make a move on it. So, uh, for instance, they're deciding on books. They're deciding on um, their dearly departed loved ones' uh, uh, theses and, and doctorates and paper. And I, I, I can't right. discern what's important to them or what's right. not. Right. So what we do is just some body doubling where... Uh, she's going to go through some books and I'm going to go over here to the linen closet and I'm going to pick out uh, all the towels that are frayed with bleach stains, um, with mm-hmm, holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're physically still together. She's She or he is focusing more on what they can make those uh, tough decisions about. And I'm kind of doing the idiot proof work, mm-hmm. um, uh, pre-sorting 
you know, taking junk mail out of boxes, um, you know, anything to kind of just, I'm moving forward. We're both moving forward. We're trying to get some stuff we're, accomplished. We're getting it done. But and now what about if there's questions, though? Is there advice like, you know, do you need the thesis from when you were 17 right. years old? Right, right, right. Then you're now in your late 60s yeah. and <laughs> you don't have children. Papers. Yeah. Like, is yeah. there assistance for that type of scenario? Oh, yeah. We talk everything out, you know. Um, I'd like to say it's as easy as following the IRS guidelines. Da, 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 da. That's right. <laughs> I'd like to say it's as easy as following Susie Orman's guidelines. Um, if you Google paper retention, you're going to get about 20 different responses and, and all of them are different. Right. Um, uh, so typically what we do is we talk it out and we're, um, identifying very, very important papers. The VIPs mm -hmm. come first. Um, and those are birth certificates, death certificates, um, deeds, mortgages, right. uh, passports, marriage, divorce, card, right. um, yep, yeah, uh, sold a house, um, and the closing hasn't gone through, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So the very important papers. And then, um, and then we kind of figure out, okay, well, why are you keeping the utility bills from five or six years ago? Right. Are you claiming a home office deduction? No. Okay. Then why? Right. Just it was something their parents might have always done or they were taught to do or usually mm. it's out of fear. Okay. It's always fear. Yeah. It's I'm uh, and I came across the same thing with that project <clears throat> bank statements from 2010. Uh. Oh, nicely binder clipped together. Yeah. Uh, 2010. <laughs> and and then I have to. Um, I felt that discomfort myself. I know what it feels like because it was like, oh, they're already nice and binder clipped and everything. I can just put them right back in the drawer. Right. Just in case. Just in case. But Never in all know. reality, let's follow the line of what would we do if we didn't have them? Because heaven knows sometimes people's homes are destroyed. Right. And that paperwork is destroyed. So what happens then? Right. Um, if they actually need me... Um, I'm sorry, I got to distract for a second. Yeah. No, no wonder. Yeah, <laughs> that door. door. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what will happen yeah, if you don't have exactly. it? If the house what, burns. What, what or, will God forbid. Right. God forbid. Um, then you go to the bank and you subpoena the bank and they give you for maybe a few bucks or something right. your records from the past, blah, blah, blah. Right. So. Um, there's the paper trail in America is really strong. It's, it's really oh, strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Almost too strong, some would say. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, since, it's there. Since the advent of the computer, the use of paper in America has tripled. Wow. Triple. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so we'll bring Kiss us back program. to Marie Kondo. Yes. All right. Yes. We do have to Be talk Marie Kondo. What is Marie Kondo or who well, is Marie Kondo? What or who? Um, because she had some very firm ideas about paper when she first wrote her first book. And I've since seen her kind of back down on that. Oh. So Marie Kondo is a uh, adorable little Asian woman who... Um, since childhood was interested in organizing and always enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. And she's got a, a phenomenal uh, husband who's excellent at marketing, uh, marketing. And she wrote a book uh, a few years ago called the life changing magic of tidying up, um, mm -hmm. which was translated from Japanese into English. Okay. Um, probably some things were lost in the translation there, but her basic, basic, bottom line is 
if it doesn't bring you joy, if it doesn't spark joy, mm -hmm. and now she even has a cute little, uh, a little movement that she does, <laughs> almost like a, a thumbs up or, or swiping a rainbow. Um, if it doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Oh. You shouldn't have it. it should, you, no, you don't need it. Um, and in that, in that book, she was pretty hardcore about some things like paper. Mm. You don't need it. Forget it. You don't need paper. Done. Uh, <laughs> it's like Americans are going to, you know, they're losing their right. Flip out. Yeah. What do you mean? Right. And or a lot of um, uh, probably the cultural aspects that she uh, um, has brought were the idea of thanking someone for its or something for its service. Okay. And, you know, maybe maybe taking it just ever so slightly a little bit far for American tastes mm -hmm. in that. For instance, um, you know, thanking her socks and, you know, thanking clothing. Oh. And she would unpack her pocketbook every night. Like, can you imagine no. putting everything in <laughs> a dedicated space? And, you know, it's sort of really over the top. Wow. Um, she wrote a second book after she had a, a baby. She has two toddlers now. Oh, wow. She's and still unpacking her purse every night. <laughs> And then oh. um, January 1st, Netflix picked up her special, oh, Tidying okay. Up with Marie Kondo. Oh. And they they, uh, they refer to her method as the KonMari method because okay. in um, in Japanese language, the last yes, name, right. the surname, yes, yep. Thing. So um, that was interesting. Um, she went to the homes of six or so different families and or couples uh, in the uh, Southern California area. And uh, <laughs> it gave people um, an I idea of what some professional organizers will do or perhaps what she does. Mm -hmm. But a lot of us hands-on blue-collar organizers were, you know, we knew there's Hollywood magic going on there. Oh. Because she would come in and talk and teach yeah. This is how we're going to origami fold your T-shirts. Um, this is how we're going to say oh. thank you to this thing and let it go, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. um, and then she split. Oh. And say, oh, I'll, I'll see you. I'll come back in two weeks, three weeks, and we'll see what happens. And, and magically it was. And magically things. <laughs> organized homes. The family had done their work, but, you know, I, I know there was somebody in the background that had to do a little bit of help. Yeah. Help them out. Um because again it's overwhelming right it's overwhelming so and especially what if you had a lot of stuff oh my gosh yeah yeah some of some of the the people they did they had a ton of stuff and it's mentally exhausting and part of me would think too that especially with the so if it brings you joy mm -hmm. you can keep it and if you've got tendencies towards yeah. Well, then that brings me joy. Everything brings it's gonna bring me joy. joy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see joy. where that would just turn into. Well, yes, that brings me joy. Yes, that sure. old my you know, my dad's World War One medal brings me joy, or right. uh, you know that um, piece of lint that was in my boyfriend's <laughs> pocket when we had our first kiss still brings me joy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> so that seems kind of a bit of a it's, right it's sort of. Mm, so what I try to um, help people utilize is the. Uh, uh, very simple uh use need or love so mm -hmm. okay. use 
need or love. Mm-hmm. If you use something, you need something, or you love something, that covers everything from stuff that does spark joy, like sentimental items, uh, or, or you <clears throat> know, pictures or collections. Right. But the use and need also covers stuff like band aids. You know, toilet scrubby brush. If you have five slotted spoons in your kitchen, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, are you, do you need and use all of them? Right. Um, which is those lists. I got to talk so that's about more those like lists. Organizing, but yes, talk lists. Uh, uh, get rid of 60 things uh, this day, or uh, oh. there's a, a Lent challenge, you know, 40 bags in 40 days where people go through and they. Oh, purge, we are in Lent. Purge, yes, purge. yes. Spring cleaning. Yes, Lent. One of the things they'll put on that list. The, is multiples. Okay. Say, okay, listen. If you've got multiples, you don't know. We, we don't need multiples. Okay. I disagree. I totally disagree. You uh, do? Absolutely. You disagree. I okay. disagree. In my kitchen, and yes, I was... And this is also coming from a former yeah, chef? Yeah, I was a cook and a chef for yes. uh, 11 years. In my kitchen, you will have to pry out of my cold, dead hands <laughs> my multiple... <laughs> Silicone spatulas, okay, and or my tongs or my knives, um, because I use them and I need them. And when I'm cooking, I don't want to have to continue to wash the same paring knife over and over again because I do have a dishwasher. So thankfully, that's what that's what it's for, right? Dishwasher, right? Um, but there are other times with multiples. For instance, scissors. Okay, let's say scissors. In most homes, if you don't have a little teeny tiny satellite of office supplies mm-hmm. in a couple of corners on maybe the top floor, maybe this other floor. How often do we need post-its and a pen and a pair of scissors? Right. A lot. Right. You know? Right. So, um, so you can, as long as it has a place, right? It has a place. If it has yeah. a place. If like I have, have a ki- scissors yeah. in the kitchen and then yeah. there's a ki- I've got scissors, scissors in the office, the office area. Yep. I've the got scissors secretary. in the bedroom even. For, right. You know, trimming off the tags. The tags, off right. Of a new piece of right, right, clothing right. or something like that. So those are, okay. So it's, it's, some of it's common sense. Some of it just, you know, Right. More it, organizing. It, so it, your spatulas are yeah. not lying all about right. the counters, but they're in a drawer. Right. They're designated and you know where they are when you need them. Quality. Right. When we, when we put all that together, and in a way, this is Marie Kondo's method, which Mm -hmm. is going category by category versus logistically. So she starts right off with clothing. Okay. Could take everything out, everything out of your closets, your drawers, wherever there's clothing, (laughs) pile it on the bed or the floor, whatever, and go through it one by one by one. Would you be able to go to sleep that night, sleep in your own bed? No. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> I'm just would. thinking about that. I almost can't do that sometimes after I do laundry, <laughs> let alone if I take everything out of my closet. Sure. All seasons? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Wow. So, oh, my Lord. So, I wouldn't be able to walk in. my. It would be the classical hoarder. Yeah. I'd be up to the ceiling crawling yeah. over my clothes. Because yeah. I do. I do. I keep clothes. Categories are, you know, it's tough. Uh, yeah. And clothes can be tough for, for people. But she does end with... Uh, sentimental items so that's good we're on board with that yeah um but the category by category it just doesn't it doesn't always make logistical sense because sometimes we have to bust out clutter in some areas to even get to other areas or to be able to free up uh the entrance and the exit so that we can take things out it can be um overwhelming right oh my gosh yeah you know imagine you just had that moment where you're like oh my clothes oh my clothes um it can be overwhelming so we 
I recommend, and most of my colleagues recommend, starting off small. We attack a drawer, a shelf, a cupboard at a time. And I personally like to advise people to work from top to bottom and left to right. So sometimes it's picking the corner of a room or perhaps starting off at a doorway of a room and going top to bottom Mm -hmm. and left to right so that you know where you've left off, you know where you've been, um, and it just gives you an orderly aspect to what it is you're touching on. So uh, 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 (laughs) donation time comes up. Uh, The Family Resource Center of Columbia County has their big tag sale Mm -hmm. in June at the uh, fairgrounds. Fairgrounds, right? Yeah. 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 It's one of my favorite events because when you you know live in Chatham, there are that many charities that you right. can drop off to on a day to day basis, as opposed to Hudson or other areas. Is there mm, in Chatham? Not really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's why when that event that happens, is coming up, right. I'm like, okay. So that's actually a big, uh, a good point that you bring up um, with getting rid of stuff. Not everything needs to be thrown away because that's sometimes like, uh, you, right. you know, we had from the remodel i did keep it but you know it was like this old it was big and it was a tool for multiplication tables and so it had colors like you did this way and this way you know two so it was zero through ten on the top and then the bottom and Mm -hmm. then you'd do the numbers and or slide the things across it was very pretty but i kept it sure because i figured well one day i might have grandchildren but if there is something especially toys and children's clothes and because i did i kept all my kids clothes all the baby clothes i kept all the baby clothes oh, um okay. but i did go through the tubs and get rid of some stuff and donate it donating but feels great doesn't it it does feel good but it is hard because i'm like oh but and then stuffed animals and even my daughter you know when she we had we have lots of stuffed animals we still have some stuffed animals but we also vacuum see what's the thing you can put them in the bag and then you see yeah yeah yeah. so we sucked the air out of a lot of stuffed animals and they're downstairs but we did talk about you know giving um stuffed animals away to kids who you know maybe don't have access to the of stuffed animals that you have, you know, make some other child feel good. But is so is there a, is there a resource that might be a good thing? Someone should put together a resource of what can you do with with things that you want to donate that you know books, old books. Um, I have been so I'm a book collector too because I like books. I don't like the electric version of books. Sure, I like sure. to hold a book. And there are, I, and I buy a lot of books. I love Barnes and Nobles. Please do not go out of business because I like to go in and sure. <laughs> look through the books and browse their sale um, selections. And, you know, the stack of books by my bed is yay. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi is my knee, people, for on the air listening. Um, <laughs> so I have started to lately, if I buy books, then I have to get rid of books unless I think I'll read them again because I am a rereader. I do that. but But I never knew what to do. Were, and magazines, I, sure. God, I have magazines. My mother gives me magazines from like the sixties and stuff because oh, they nice. had she saved them. <laughs> Great, but they um, did have some cool stuff in it. But I'm like, all right, so I try to instead of keeping the whole magazine, if there's a recipe or there's a crafty thing, I'm like, all right, I'll put take this out and put it in a folder that I'll never look at until mm-hmm. you know one day. But um, you know, are there places that would take old magazines or, or where? What can you do with clothes you want to donate or, or toys sure. or sure. is there a resource like that? Well, um, actually, and is that an option? Should you have like a donate box oh, yeah. in your house? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I highly agree with that. I have one and I have a clear plastic bag that I keep in my closet for donatable soft stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, clothing, yep. okay. uh, shoes, handbags, handbags. Right. I've had the same. 
purse. But it works, right? Over 20 something years. And it wow. Work. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good for you. So having a box is, is awesome. Um, if anybody is really interested, I did develop a list of resources for Columbia County. And okay. I, I'm sorry, Green County listeners. I, I wasn't able to do that for you folks yet. But they could uh, email me, Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at Minding Your Manor, M-A-M-I-N-D-I-N-G-Y-O-U-R-M-A-N-O-R, um, uh, at dot com. If they were to email me, I'm going to send them the list of Columbia County resources that breaks down you know, everything from books, charities. Oh, you do have yeah, this. Yeah. Where, <gasps> oh, can, where can awesome. we go for this? Yeah. How do we, how do we get rid of that? Um, and there are better opportunities in the Hudson area than there are in some of the, obviously, the rural, rural areas right. of the county. Right. Um, but, you know, e-waste is a big thing for us to have to deal with. And yeah. you know, people are like, where yeah, where do I take that? Right. Um one of the things I like to challenge people about when they are donating is uh, to question their donation and take a moment back and see if it is actually a gift or a curse. So, oh, for instance, good question. It's uh, we call it sort of aspirational donations. Mm-hmm. People that are too guilty to let go of things. Uh, they feel bad that they're uh, not being as environmentally responsible okay. as they could be. Okay. And so, therefore, instead of recycling the guts of um, the, the 20-year-old textbook, you know, on MS-DOS or something from <laughs> 1991, <laughs> um, they feel like, oh, this is totally donatable. And, yeah. <laughs> or um, I get a lot of uh, mm. folks who feel like... Th- Tupperware, literally. Oh yes, Tupperware. Tupperware. From their parents' years, they feel <laughs> um, is donatable, it, and it's it's not. I'm so sorry, it's not. So I try to get people to think a little bit about that because with that Marie Kondo business, um, at the beginning of the year, um, what happened was a lot of charities were completely inundated completely like they were literally please don't give us any more stuff because we can't take it because everyone in america said i'm gonna get rid of this that and every other thing right which is great (laughs) but to some extent i've seen a lot of the um -hmm. i've seen a lot of the things that people try to donate and i'm so sorry um no one wants wire hangers you know, no one wants metal <laughs> wire hangers at a charity. Um, but can you take them back to a dry cleaner and see if the dry cleaner will accept them to recycle them? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's okay. a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, you know, sometimes things really just literally are garbage. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's when I end up being an apologist mm-hmm. and try to break it gently to someone like, do you think somebody would pick that up by the side of the road for free? This, you know, stuffed animal with right, right, right. missing an ear. Right. And, you know, a little stain on it. Stains yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, that sort of thing. Right. You know, would you like to sit with your grandchild in your um, in your lap and read them a moldy, mildewy book? All right, right. Um, so yeah. trying to help people right. just not dump on charities because I know that charities definitely get. And now what about lot. the, well, 
this is, you know, only one of 10 moldy books oh. of this. So it has value because ah. on eBay, I could sell it for a million, sure. gazillion dollars, or I could take it to that antiquing roadshow. My, yep. you know, my grandmother's grandmother brought that stool from Germany. Right. <laughs> it has value. I, do you run into that I, a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I, I have argued the point with my, my daughter's father, who, when she was little, it was uh, McDonald's uh, had the 101 Dalmatians. Okay. Remember, they, yes. they uh, brought the uh, Cruella de Vil, <laughs> right. Glenn Close, and right. it was the live action version of yep. 101 Dalmatians. Right. So he was on this mission to collect all the McDonald's toys <laughs> and still argues with me about it today that they're worth something. So oh. your point about eBay mm. is usually the indicator as to whether something has any fair market value or not. So if somebody were saying to me, um, the 10th Mildewy Moldewy Bick yeah. book, um, you know, does that have value? I challenge them to go to eBay uh-huh. and check out sold, sold auctions, closed uh, okay. sales, not bidding that's right. occurring Current. right now. Let's say, you know, uh, uh, cranberry glass or okay, white right, right. iron milk stone glass, right? yeah, or okay. you know, milk mm-hmm. glass, something yeah. like that. When you scroll through and you find out what things sold for, mm-hmm. that will give you a better idea. So that's a resource available on eBay. Yeah. You can search oh, sold sure. sales to see, mm-hmm. to find out potential values. Interesting. Right, right, right. Did to not know that. Okay. Not the biddable stuff. Uh-huh. But right. So What's another, actually sold. Right. Another thing are um, folks that are really reticent to get rid of books that have been signed by the author. Oh, right. Yes. Right. Um, if it's the Bible signed by Jesus Christ himself, probably worth some value. Might yes. be worth something. Yep. But, you know, a Maya Angelou mm. signed book mm-hmm. or, I mean, they've been, you know, William Shatner, right. all the Star Trek. Uh, right, right, right. Yes. They're like, yeah. oh, it's got mm. William Shatner's autograph. Right. In, in the scheme of America, we have right. to stop and think about how many thousands of books did William Shatner sign over his career. Right. Or Maya Angelou. Right, or, right, right. You know, Bill Clinton. But, yeah, yeah, you start, you know, you you dance a little bit when the fame level goes up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Prince or, right. you know, a signed guitar by Prince or something. Right. Like, oh, the, yeah. Yeah, Different well, story. Yeah. Different story. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, but people definitely want to apply um, value to things because they have. It's the, valuable to them. The sunk cost yeah. fallacy. Yeah. Oh, so what's the that? sunk cost is I paid good money for that. Well, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so you it has did. some value. You yeah. paid good money for something back in the day. Um, very little. There's very little material goods that actually accrue value. Yeah. Most everything depreciates. Just like you know, driving the car off the lot. Mm-hmm. For the most part, things will depreciate. And good for you and your tickle me Elmo. But right. once it leaves the store, once it leaves the box, once it leaves the um, uh, the value can oftentimes go down. Right. So, right. Um, okay. you know, doing a little Googling around and checking out some searches and seeing right. um, um, it, when people are up against it and they're they really want to donate <laughs> to a charity. Sometimes the freebies by the side of the road works yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, free cycle is also freecycle.org oh. um, and there's a local Facebook free cycle group okay. where basically people are posting something that they don't want anymore like let's say an old door mm-hmm. an antique door yep they don't want it anymore but it's you know, kind of a nice antique door the knob is pretty cool mm-hmm. it's 100 old uh, 100 years old or something mm-hmm. um, and so instead of adding to the landfills 
posting that on FreeCycle, sort of curb alert wise, is a way for it to stay out of landfills and okay. go into the hands of people that are interested. One man's trash is another man's treasure, kind uh, of absolutely. thing. It is unusual and, and sometimes odd to think. I mean, and I. I I'm kind of going through this with my mom now because, oh, you know, okay, we yeah. do have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and my dad's and, but, but I was actually watching that show, uh, Pickers mm-hmm. and, um, one of the things that oddly had about, they were out somewhere out West on this big, huge farm mm-hmm. and, um, they were going through the outbuildings and one of them happened to be where some of the workers and the, the farm had been the family for four generations, I think. So they had jeans, Levi jeans oh, yeah, yeah. from the thirties and forties, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. Apparently are worth a lot. So I was like, I got to call mom and make mm-hmm. sure we don't get <laughs> dad's jeans. Because apparently yeah, well, I mean, that's... <laughs> they might be worth something in yeah. 40 or 50 years. So yeah. that kind of thing actually, ha- it, it is odd. But, you know, she actually talked about she has some records, old records that are, I don't know, it is kind of neat collection. But sure. I'm like, there there has to be an audience for some right. things, well, there... too, is... is yeah, and they're actually there are I mean, vinyl has come right, back, right, right, and I'm watching young people collect vinyl. And yeah, like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that sounds so much better. Okay, um, but it's also bigger right, and right. heavy, and um, you have to start somewhere. And, and CDs, somewhere. and a lot of people, yeah, they still have the CD collections. Yeah, I, and what do you do with wow, that? I totally. Um, and there probably won't be any value to any CD collections because typically CDs, so many of them, DVDs. Right? And books, most aspects of media. What about VHS tapes? VHS, mm. you'll be lucky if you can get back 10% of yeah. the original, you know, cost, cost. of the item. Yeah. And that's work on your part. Right. That, you know, you've got to post it somewhere. You've got to take a picture or an inventory of your books. you got to ship it. Right. Um, so, you know, I love having people donate, donate, donate. Um, because they're they're already busy enough. The project itself is already right. overwhelming enough, and now we're going to come down to minutia and start packing individual pieces of, right. you know, not so extraordinary Pyrex and shipping it all over the countryside. Right, right. Um, but but like I said, checking out those sold auctions will give you a better okay. idea okay. of you know right. what's good. And you were right about the Levi's. Um, you know, I'm imagining, and I, I remember seeing one of those shows, and it was like a, a real Levi's jacket. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is kind of cool. Right, so, right. Do people need to use a little discretion? Uh, sometimes clients will go faster than I care for them. They oh. literally are throwing things really? over their shoulder. Oh. And they're, and they're, and I'm holding a garbage bag and they're like going, throwing stuff, they're yeah. power throwing stuff out. And I'm like, okay, slow down. Let's it's okay. Slow your roll here. First of all, you know, th- three or four thumb drives. What's on those you oh. know, the flash drives or, um, not checking things. That's another big, um, issue. We've all heard those fun stories of somebody donated to, to Goodwill, uh, Grandma's Bureau, and on the underside was a million dollar painting from Van Gogh. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> an original Van Gogh was yeah. painted underneath the dresser. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you should know, look through things. You should look through things definitely. So it does take time, this does, it and does. I think that's part of the overwhelming aspect of it too. Is you right. you look at a room and you think. I don't even know where to start, and then I don't have the time because I work, have kids, have animals, have right. responsibilities, life. have this, that, and that. Yeah, life happens. Yeah. So um, what is your advice for that? You, you were kind of, I think you mentioned it before, you, you pick a corner of the room? You can pick a corner of the room. Um, you can, you know, try to uh, work 
maybe by category, maybe go from one bookshelf to another bookshelf mm-hmm. to another bookshelf. That can work for some people. Um, logistics can work for some people where they do it logistically. Like I'm going to do this room or I, we're working on the kitchen this mm-hmm. weekend or we're doing the basement, um, yeah. which, you know, this time of year, it's, it's kind of, this is a great time of year for people to throw open the doors and work on basements and attics before right. things get too hot or too cold. Right, right, um, right. And, um, and figure out uh, what is the best of the best and lose the rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of my other funny catchphrase. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It took time to accumulate. It will take time to decimate. <laughs> Trademark. So it, Rome wasn't built in a day, and yes, neither exactly. was your stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, very you know, good. Okay. Where are we in life? Right, I, I'm you know pushing half a century. Here. Right, right. Um, you know, did things come along with me? So it what, is amazing it, the amount of it, it, I, you can't things. keep it all. I, I don't know if it's American <laughs> as a cultural because right. I think it is, but we we can be very materialistic. Oh yeah, and we like our things. We, we yeah. like our stuff, don't we? It started with the baby boomers when the end of World War Two came about. And mm. remember, the wars; these were times of right. depression when you couldn't. People were scrapping right. for right. everything. When that ended, and the economy <gasps> uh, kind of came back, we can and have it all. People were having families. Yeah. It was consumerism that that boosted the economy. It yeah. was folks buying their white picket, you know, fence house right, and right. filling it with all the wonderful stuff that we can now technology. have. Right? Um, you know, um, and that continued very much so into the eighties um, and the nineties as well. I mean, Walmart and right, Target, right. and you know, those weren't they weren't common names at that point right. in, in the game. Um, but what's kind of a sort of whiplash effect now is that the millennials have seen what their parents and or their grandparents have gone through with their stuff. Mm. And millennials have a much higher tendency nowadays of moving frequently. Yeah. Very frequently. So, so having the, the minimalism. Y- yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Minimalism is is in because they uh, want to be able to travel quickly and easily. They don't want to be tied down. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pay ridiculous mortgages or oh, in the small house, or, right? We yeah. we talked about that off the air, the yeah. small house syndrome, where right. you don't have a lot of stuff because you can. And it's, I actually do see that as kind of freeing, where it must oh, yeah. be nice to just be able to pick up and. You, you can't with a tiny yeah. house or a tiny space. Right. Um, it's a it's 3D inanimate objects versus cubic square footage yeah. and volume and mass. And I'm not very good at math, but right. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you mm-hmm. there's something wrong <laughs> oftentimes with that quotation. Right. Yeah. Right. So a quotient rather. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's for the younger crowd. They want to have less. And what they want to have is quality. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they watch their parents with how frustrating is it every time you turn around? Oh, the snow brush plastic, I broke in half. I used it three times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we're echoing the words of wisdom from our parents and grandparents. They don't make things as good as they used to. All right. And in a way, millennials have recognized mm, that. And right. they're like, you know, I just want a few nice, nice things. quality things. I want to be able to pick up and travel whenever I can, wherever I, I go. And they don't want to be tied down to the six-figure type jobs that they were, mm-hmm. which got them to that point. Right. And and, and I'm not talking about just millennials here, 40-year-olds yeah. and 50-year-olds that, 
you know, it, it was about driving the Audi. It was about the diamond bracelet. It was mm-hmm. about the, you know, the big house. It was, it was about all the fancy vacations and whatnot. And when you're in that hamster wheel of gotta, gotta, up, gotta right? make yeah. the money, yeah. gotta make the money to spend the money. I gotta make money, 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 money. Um, you know, some, some folks have kind of come to this epiphany that is it worth it? Yeah. Are you all that? much more of an awesome person because of the car you drive or, you know, um, with the clothes or the vacations or right. whatever. You can't uh, take house, it with you. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you literally, you cannot. Right. So it's... I mean, I guess you could. That'd be one way of getting rid of some of the stuff. You bury it. <laughs> you or burn it. I think there a nice a big pyre. Those, <laughs> a few of those occasions That's where people have done That's what I want. A big pyre. So yeah, I, uh, well, one of the questions is, how many of your clients live in a Pinterest-worthy home where everything is white and there isn't much of anything? Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> my colleagues, but some of them are really focused on this Pinterest yeah. uh, magazine cover, Martha Stewart, minimalist. Everything perfect. You know, a yeah. white chair with a small table and a one plant on it. <laughs> and, you know. Not realistic. I, it, that's 4% of yeah. my clientele. Is there a difference, though, between decluttering and minimalism? Yeah. I mean, one, decluttering helps someone if they in fact had too much stuff and they want to begin to practice minimalism, mm-hmm. um, sometimes people are practicing minimalism in the first place. So what they're actually trying to do is be a non-consumer. So they're being very judicious about what it is that they do consume. But I will tell you that I don't care who you are, what your uh, ethnic race, money, color, where you are in the country, yeah. we all have stuff coming in at us yeah. all the time right. paper clothing paper right um there's all sorts of you know you have, right. your husband had some knee surgery right. maybe he's a sp- sp- we have a cane a, a yeah. ca- we have a cane, a cane. Or a yeah yes so, and a really nice ice bandage thing that i'm kind of tempted to keep <laughs> because it has little ties on it i'm like that might come in handy sometime i am of that mindset growing up on a farm like oh, yeah. oh you know that could be useful in another sure. application but sometimes it, you know if i do come across something like that after a long period of time i'm like oh That's never it. used it okay the then it's yeah so you can help um people with all these types of things julie it's mm-hmm. been fascinating we did take up fun. a lot of time definitely fun and that's one thing i want to ask you you do yeah. love your job don't you oh my gosh I love helping people. It's so great. It, yeah. It's almost you as can much tell. fun as getting rid of my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel bad. They're they're reaching out, you know, SOS. I want to put a red um, siren on the top of my car. <laughs> I'm coming to the Ghostbusters, rescue. Clutterbusters. Yes, Who are you going to yes, call? Yes. Well, that's good. Tell us again how people can sure. get in touch with um, you. Please feel free to reach out uh, to me at any point in time. And my website is uh, Minding Your Manor. Manor is spelled M-A-N-O-R. Just like an old time manor house, but you don't have to be living in a beautiful old manor house. A manor is, um, in my estimation, it's it's any space. It's yours. Um, so mindingyourmanor.com. I'm Julie Ulmer, I'm a professional organizer for uh, 13 plus years. Lots of wonderful credentials that I'm so glad to have had the opportunity to build because it That's means awesome. that I've helped I've helped people and hopefully created a little bit more awareness about 
issues like chronic disorganization and or hoarding disorder or um, right. helping seniors with their downsizing projects. Awesome. Um, boomers and seniors. Right. Well, that's great. And cool. I do thank you so much, Julie, oh, you're for coming on and talking. It's been awesome. I'll have you on again for sure. We can we can talk again, maybe in sure. fall cleaning time or some such stuff. So sure. this has been uh, Talk with Tanner, and I appreciate you listening.